This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. So in fact, tell me about the respect of that in terms of photography. I know we'll talk about different lawsuits that you've had with different... In fact, let's talk about it now. We, we, we can mix and mingle it in the story. You know, the, the thing with... Uh, we still live in a society whereby... Okay, it's, it's changed a lot. I must give credit to the society. But we still looked down upon. Majority of photographers are looked down upon. And it's not really considered a career by many people. But I guess the older, older generation, mm. like Peter, like Kitneza Pigana Simu, Unataka. Yeah. And it's so it's it's the same thinking that goes to into some corporate uh, companies. Uh, like it's just a photo. I mean like almost or will they even know? It's just one photo. Mm-hmm. Like would they know? But somehow things happen and we actually get get to know. Because mm-hmm. you know the photos you've taken. Yes. And you, like it could be two guys at the same gig, but and you shot the very same moment. But, uh, moment. Yes. But I will know my photo when I see it. It's like on one. It's like in a million. Studying with a million guys and be able to tell your child. Exactly. Yeah. It's you. You know. You know what is yours because mm. it has your watermark. It and uh, not your watermark. Your it has style, your, your, your style. Your, your style. Your style. Your identity. It's, it's like that isn't thing. It? Oh, yes. Like what you're talking about. You don't shoot with flash automatically yes. you already know no, yeah. that can be me this yeah. Other than, yeah i hear that yeah so oh it is even covering kisima awards i think 2006 <laughs> okay tarudi. okay so yeah so so res- just respect respect for the for the craft and for so for me it's i guess putting my neck on the line and putting my head out there i'm like if you jack my images you're going to pay for it mm-hmm. So the first guys I ever sued was a company called Easy Taxi, which later on closed. Yes. And it's because they they when, when they used my image of Nairobi for an ad about Easy Taxi in Nairobi. Yes. Uh, some a couple of years back, and they said, "Oh, we just gave the brief to an online agency. They got images of the net. We're not responsible." But we, I was taking them to court. We settled out of court. Mm-hmm. Which is good. And and in terms of the law, mm. is there anything that can make the law say, okay, fine, Moav, mm. this is you, IP, IP, intellectual property. property yes. Yeah. Or, or is there a way to say, this is my photo and I can prove that it is mine? Okay, is there a way that the law can support? Yes. You? What like no? What I do is that every every couple of months, I print out my images great images that I have that are posted online and take them to the Copyright Society of Kenya. And for just 1,000 bob, I have those images registered to me as the copyright mm. owner. That means if I go, if somebody jacks any of those images, all I need to do is go with that copyright certificate and say this copyright certificate represents all these images, mm-hmm. which are my intellectual property, mm-hmm. and this person has stolen them because I have them registered under, under me. I it's so simple. It's a thousand bob only. 
And how many can you register for a thousand books? I think the first time I did it was like 36 images. Uh -huh. The next bunch was maybe another 20 or something. Yes. I haven't, I don't think I did it last. I did it again last year. Because yeah. now there's some other companies that I also need to now take. <laughs> in fact, I have a court appearance, two court appearances in April for companies. One is a travel company, yeah. the other one is a media company who stole my images and used them blatantly. In fact, it's one media company that used my image for like four seasons of a show as a background image. So like, you can't just do that. And they said, oh, actually, it's not your image. I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean it's not my image? <laughs> Let's go to court. So now, yeah, I have a court appearance in April. Two That's good. I love it because you're, you're educating upcoming photographers or even people with intellectual property to know mm. that, hey, you can, this, is, this is the process on, on which... Yes. And people got scared and somebody sued. You give, you give, you've just given one example. Give mm. us another example of... So... There's also a famous, you know, there's some clauses that I've signed that I cannot disclose yes. like after I can't go out in the media and talk about it. Yes. But yeah, KCC, I sued KCC also for using my image uh -huh. uh, to advertise themselves. <laughs> uh, and how did that go? Out of court settlement. <laughs> but it's one year I made a million bob. Mid. A million bob out of from out of court settlement. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, go and register yeah. your stuff. So so in fact Gina, my wife, says was so happy, she was like, Any, we are sleeping and then money is just coming. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. So uh, But that's good because it's showing that in Kenya and Africa, where you think that art is not respected or photography, not, it is. Mm -hmm. We have a law in place. Yes. You get The law is there. We just have to now use it to our advantage. Because mm -hmm. you have to do your business back end. You see, yes. what I like what you're saying is, mm -hmm. um, I know my property and I'm fighting for it, but then there's already business back end that you're doing. Yes. Not just taking photos, you yes. have a business mind. And there's no difference between land grabbing and corporate theft. Because land, because land is what is that? It's an asset. It's an asset. It's a tangible asset that somebody has, and you can actually see. A photograph is also an asset, because you've taken that photo as your property. Wow. And so, if somebody takes it, it's basically like land grabbing. There's no difference. Okay. Yeah, it's just that maybe one is digital and one is analog. Exactly. And maybe Kenyans place more value in land. Okay. On the flip side, let me ask now. Mm. This thing of photographers taking photos of people without paying them, going in, then selling their photo. Oh, that's, that's wrong. That's mm. like, like blatantly, that's, that's infringement of another level. That's, that's, I, that's totally wrong. And has that happened? Have you had cases of that happening? I haven't heard about it. I've had a couple of cases whereby somebody appeared in an ad. Some, in fact, some images I remember were given by Equity Bank to use and uh, it turned out that the photographer who gave them the images was not truthful about, he didn't make a full disclosure that mm -hmm. the people he photographed had not signed release forms. That is crazy. Yeah, so, so a photographer supplies images to Equity Bank, doesn't tell them that the models haven't signed release forms. As guys receive the images in good faith, we do billboards, and then a guy comes and sues Equity Bank 
for using his image without his consent. Ooh. So even as, as, as clients, like I know people like Safaricom nowadays and other companies would be very strict and say, when where is the release, more, more, yes. signed release form? Exactly. We need to see it. Yeah, because it's, it's so embarrassing because no people won't know about the photographer. People will go like this Safaricom. So if there's no release form, don't do it. No. The only the only sort of like caveat for that is if it's being used for editorial use, things like mm. news and all that. Yeah. So it, that can pass because you're not used to being used to sell a brand or yes. push a brand. I get it. Uh, so like not for a, for a, a newspaper is doing a story about a concert and the mm -hmm. guys in the yes, audience yes, and all yes, that. Yes, yeah, so that's okay because you're not selling. But if now... There's no financial reward for... Yes. Okay. But if the same image is to be used in a calendar mm -hmm. that is for the... for the, Like maybe it was like an Everready sponsored gig and you're there, you're in a calendar which is a marketing uh, collateral. Without your consent. Without your consent. Like there's a guy who sued an insurance company for using his image on Facebook. I think he made a claim for a mobile phone. He got rewarded. I think he got paid. Mm -hmm. And then they had a photo of him and they post, posted it on Facebook. And he got like 2M or something of the sort. You know, Mr. Githeriman, mm. I almost made that mistake for a few of our corporate clients. Mm. Just thank God I inquired before putting it up. Mm. Because that would have been now an example of using somebody's photos mm. on a corporate page where you're selling yeah. you get it? No. Yeah. Like even even I've had I've had by images used by Kenya Power. Like some some things I haven't pursued mm. yet. Uh and there's some people just go like I no. Like it's so laughable when some, some people use your images and you're like, Ay. but you now still try and pursue it and go like, stop doing this, stop doing this. So even a tweet by a bank or by a real estate company, then they've told people good morning. Like if you take a new, my image of Nairobi, Sundays yes, of Nairobi, yes, yes. and say good morning Kenyans, isn't it lovely? And you have a lovely day. That's a commercial message. Yes, it is. It's not just that. It's, it's, it's not just a message. But because it's yeah. on social media, yep. that's a commercial message. Yep. And if they've not obtained rights to use that image, exactly. then see you in court. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the corporate, yeah. various people in the corporate industry are listening to this right now. Yeah. Because it's, it's good. It's, 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 it's your digital intellectual property. Yes. You need your consent. I know that because yes. that Githeriman thing, even though it was a meme, it was funny at that time, mm. it was, I didn't have his consent to use his photo. Exactly. Right. That was a good move. Yeah. That was a good move. I actually put it up and deleted it in seconds. Mm. So, yeah. Because of just that fear. Yeah. Okay, so let's, let's, let's move. I'm telling you, you're, you're, we haven't talked about One Touch Live. We haven't talked about, and I want to just... First of all, take a break and you can have some water. Okay. Uh, let's take a break cool. here. Yes. Back. <laughs> His story is amazing, people. So, uh, insert photo here. <laughs> I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. 
Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. Okay, guys, we're back. Uh, Yanni, the story is hot. I don't want more to get tired. <laughs> he still has so much to tell us. So we went for a, 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 quick, a quick break. Mm. If you're catching us now, uh, definitely go back and watch the other interviews. The era right now is about 2007, 2008, 2009, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Uh, and I want us to quickly just dash back to 2007 before I ask you the other question. Mm-hmm. And in 2007, Kisima Awards, you mentioned it. It was actually 2006. Oh, 2006. My bad. It was actually 2006, so if I'm not wrong. So, 2006, I've just... It was actually towards the end of the year. Okay. Insert photo here. <laughs> Dead timestamp. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I just acquired a digital, my 350D, and then I had those, the Kisima Awards. Mm-hmm. And I think Bernard Lutino was a presenter at the, uh, at the, present, a presenter at the awards. Bernard Lutino was actually my neighbor mm-hmm. uh, growing up in Donholm. And so I told him, hey, Bernard, I'd like to come and take photos at Kisima Awards. He said, oh. Come, come, I'll organize for you, I think, a pass or a ticket at the gate. So, got in and I did take some photos at the awards, insert photos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was the first award ceremony I ever did. Mm, this was before Groove. This was before Groove. Yeah. And uh, I remember that Abby, Abby, I forget his other name. Yeah. But Abby won Artist of the Year. And girls were like, who is Abby? <laughs> we were expecting a ticket. Maybe Nameless. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> or Rakina Isa. Mm-hmm. We're going to win. But I was like, who is Abby? So Abby, I think Abby won accolades. Ted Josiah also won Producer of the Year. On Ted Josiah's awards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And later dedicated the award to all, to the whole industry. Mm. Giuliani won. Or Kofulani mm-hmm. won an award yeah. that because uh, back then I just had there was an artist from Okoflani who raps gospel. Mm-hmm. But I did not know who he was. And I think he, they won an award that I'm not too sure. But uh yeah, oh, my wife is calling. Oh, no problem. Maybe we've gone into labor <laughs> yes. I need to find out. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at uh, got to Kisima Awards was the first award ceremony that I ever did uh, photograph 2006 uh, and I remember Bernardo Tieno he was one of the present MC he was, I think he was actually MC mm. for the event and Bena was was big back then I mean Bena did World Cup 2008 wait yeah World Cup 2008 no 98 98 oh. World Cup 98 World Cup in France he was a commentator what? And he'd been sent by Utna. This is this archives. This is archives. This is archives. This archives. Yeah, because I remember very, very well. Yeah, because he was a neighbor and he came back from France and he had some champagne. I have some video footage. Are you about to insert here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll know. <laughs> so what but yes. Insert here. <laughs> Dude, but you've, you've brought up yeah. for me the, the words mm. that I've 
So this is when I met you properly. I'd seen you before flashing camera, this and the other, mm. this and the other. Um, on my own, one of my uh, uh, bucket list goals was to go back to AC, first yes, and foremost, because yeah. mm. I went to university there. Mm. But more importantly, to go for the World Cup. Mm. So that's when we meet at Mavuno. And the plan is to go for the World Cup. And you take me to GNR, GR so many times for planning for this World Cup. <laughs> I decided I'm not oh. going. <laughs> no, anyway, I'm joking. Well, I, 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 I couldn't go. Yeah. Um, but you guys went. Let's talk about that. No, the story starts the year before, in 2009. To the, when was the World Cup? It was two, two, 2010. Oh, okay. okay. So in 2009, I've done concerts. I've done a couple of wildlife things here and there. I'm like, man, this photography thing is too sweet. It's too sweet. This camera is too nice. <laughs> I can't just be doing copy <laughs> and photographing at the same time. I was like... I need to do photography full-time. Wow. So now I left ARC in 2009 Whoa. and said, I'm going to do photography. I did another leap of faith. I didn't even know how it's going to work out. I didn't know it's going to materialize. I just bought a 7D, Canon 7D. I think it was the first 7D in Kenya. Mm. Yeah, because they just come out in the US and I got my bro to buy me. In fact, they're out of stock. He had to really look, look, look to get one and then now ship it, ship it to Kenya with an auntie of mine. So got the 7D, I've shot Giuliani, Giuliani live, taken some photos of Giuliani live. I've not gotten into photography, yeah. trying to find a way this thing can actually make money for me. Shortly after that, uh, I meet Okui, Oko. Okui was in my Mizizi class. Mm -hmm. it, at the beginning of 2009, I facilitated a Mizizi class. Tim Jiru was in that class. Yes. Okui was in that class. Uh, and many other people. Mm -hmm. There's even a lady who's a magistrate nowadays at Milimani. She was in that class. Uh, we got many, many, many people. But Okui and I kept in touch. And so... Oku just told me, I think one day he was like, his time is easy, he's just feeling God is calling him to do something different in Kenya. I told him, let me know how I can help. Quelly Magazine. Magazine. Quelly <laughs> Magazine was born. Excuse me. So we did we did Quelly from actually our first episode, our first edition of Quelly was December 2009. Mm -hmm. As the first edition of Quilly that was done. Vicky, his wife, was working at agencies, left agency, started designing Quilly. Uh, Cairo did the pub printing. Cairo, the same Cairo who organized Groove 2009. Yes. Who was, became Kanji's manager. Who became Kanji's manager. Because at the end of Live the Village, you did Kanji's album launch. Yes, with stories. Yes. To, yes. Yeah. yes. You know that same Cairo is... Is the one who does the publishing for Quelly magazine? Yes. So he put out the first edition of Quelly. First, explain <coughs> this. This was an actual magazine. It was a print publication. Like you could actually flip pages. And we also put it online and you could flip, flip pages. pages. Yeah. So I think we were the first Kenyan publication on issue.com. Mm -hmm. Like many magazines nowadays go on to issue, but I'd actually stumbled upon issue because. <coughs> Time, Time Magazine at the end of the year online, they put a list of like the 
top 100s of everything. So they were like also like the top, something like top 100 websites. Yes. And issue was one of them. I was like, oh, this is actually a cool thing. So whenever we put out an issue of issue of Kweli, we'd upload it, upload the PDF, and they'd have an online. And flip. in fact, they're still there. And the publication yes. in start video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so we did we did Kweli, we did several several editions. And in 2009, November, since I'd been shooting Lever the Village and Mogono Nini a lot, uh, Mariners Church says <laughs> I'd like to, to send a Mavuno worship team for a festival in Egypt. In fact, I was wrong. I didn't meet you. I didn't <laughs> yes. meet you at that time. I met yes. you way before. <laughs> yes. So we went to Egypt. We went to Egypt. That Egypt. was crazy. To <laughs> Bepanandeg. <laughs> Went to Cairo, went to different places, Castle Eldo. It's like we would drive in the morning, it's like we would, would sing in the morning in Nairobi, at lunchtime in Mombasa. Yes. And then you leave Mombasa and then you're driving to Kisumu. Yes. That guy was, yes. and they are flying. Yes, and those roads. <laughs> we were doing like 180, 140. But what I liked about Kweli, mm. you, be you became multimedia now. It wasn't mm. just pictures, there was, was also, also video. video. Yes. yes. Lord, you heard my cry and my call for help, and you answered me. We are here, we're just at the Jomo Kenyatta International Airport, and um, we are just getting ready to. Uh, well, we're not boarding our flight in you know, another 30 minutes or so, but. Um, there are a lot of excited people on this trip. So yeah, so so we did Kweli. So what was that experience like for you going? I mean, you just quit your job, dude. It's it's. At, 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 when you're in Kweli, have you quit your job? Yes, I'd quit my job. Now here's the thing: after quitting my quitting leaving Ark in September, November, I did Cairo, December I did Cape Town. <laughs> so for me, for me, I, got, I took it as a message from God of Cairo to Cape Town. Oh. I'm with you. And after I've left formal employment, because at ARC, as much as we set it up together, we still had salaries at yes. the end of month, and it was guaranteed income at the end of the month. Yes. But now I've moved to Kweli, where there's no guaranteed anything. Yes. I've gone into photography where there's no guaranteed anything. Exactly. It's just faith. 
and what? Go to Cairo, uh, do the festival hosted by, by Kasrul El Dobara Church. Oh yes, that, that was near. And uh, then in December, my buddy, who was a, he was a facilitator in our class, or an understudy in our class, became a very good buddy called Alan Rotambo. Mm -hmm. He's getting married in Cape Town. Mimi Kondege, remember I say, Cape Town. Uh -huh. Went, did the wedding, then came back, came back on the 30th or the 31st of December. That night, I shot DSO. <laughs> <laughs> I shot Groove, plus there was a, another gig uh, led by Caberia at Mavuno Church insert <laughs> so i did three three gigs in one night and those gigs and, were and it had been four because there was another gig for that was to be held by helen in runda yes but they started late i think it was they were to start at eight o'clock like at nine or something i started but it was like i'm out i'm out of here so i went i did groove i did tso Tiso was the last one that I did. Uh -huh. I think I did I did Groove. I went to Mavuno. I came back to Groove for the fireworks. Then I went to TSO at Nairobi Chapel. Yes. I then I went home and blacked out. And they were packed. All, <laughs> all of all, them. All, it's all, like all. everyone. Came. You were you were at I was the MC, Groove. Yeah, I was MC, MC of the Groove. Yeah, because yeah. I have a photo of you and Alemba in that photo. Yeah. And Nakina Juliani were at TSO. Yes. Yes. In that photo. With bending his eye. That's insane, dude. Yeah. So, so, so 2010 yeah. for you, you so, enter with so, a whole new mentality. So 2010, I was like, I got in, I was like, so the, the thing about doing the World Cup, doing the road trip, started about around September 2009, as I was leaving formal employment. Mm. I was like, World Cup is coming. I'm not a big football fan, uh, but I think a road trip to SA would be something nice to do. Yeah. And that's all it was. A plan of let's do a road trip to SA. Was like, yeah, be something good. Went to Cape Town for now Alan's wedding. I was like, it's actually a nice place. Yeah, I think in fact I'll drive <laughs> next time I'm here. I'll come drive from Nairobi. So I remember his wife's family like drive all the way. Show. I think the shit's show in the say. Like, yo, yo, yeah. yo. yo. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the idea got born. Then uh, during, come back to Nairobi, we're doing Kweli, and they told Okui, like, yeah, this is what I want to do. It's like, oh, wow, that's cool, that's nice, man. Any support you need, we'll, we'll give you. Then we met, bumped into Kathy Gitz. Yes, Kathy Gitz. So Kathy Gitz says, even me, I want to do a road trip. We plan, so we plan, we go, we're like, yeah, so, so, let's put our resources together. Then we met you, we're like, even me, I want to go. I know. Even Joere was in the mix. <laughs> I was just counting, how many seats do you have in this car? <laughs> spaces for five. <laughs> hey, but these guys are just on Gezekai. But we're like, I think Kathy Gitz had an idea of get an off-land truck. You know somebody with a rubber trunk would do with it to get many people. These proposals we did of the filming, the crew, the order of document, the whole trip. 
and then we sat down at GNR. <laughs> we did a budget for one million baht. <laughs> like, we have faith. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. And so the, the, what we used to do is that we used to meet every Wednesday uh-huh. to plan for the trip. And then we used to take Wednesday as a day of fasting. Fasting for the trip. Yep. So we'd breakfast at GNR. GNR. Yeah, pepper, pepper steak. steak. I now forgot to eat pepper steak and fried fish. Get over that, Raja. Not a pepper steak. You decide what to Yeah, because I, I have photos of the planning. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. 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 So then, eh? Hey, that or that. That was a huge leap of faith, man. Because, uh-huh. man, so we, we had a budget of one million, Bob. And by the time we were leaving, none of us <laughs> had anything close to one million, Bob. I remember, I remember doing, we did an interview on the BBC, for BBC Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they wanted to get now stories about this trip. And the BBC radio interview came from, there's a friend of mine, a childhood friend, whom we used to do those camping things mm. with, uh, called Nyambura, who's working at the BBC. And she calls me up one afternoon. She was in London. She was like, hey, uh, today on the BBC, Africa have your say or something of your sort. We're talking about tourism. And I know you like traveling a lot. Can you be? Can they call you and then they interview you as a person who tours Africa and just share your experience? When today or on a certain day, like so, so, and we they called. So I'm on phone. They, this is live, live radio. All of Africa is listening, and they're talking about touring Africa. And we have Mwangi Kirubi from Nairobi. Can you tell us your experience, what it is? And they go share my stories like yeah I love touring Kenya and then, then taking photos whatever I do I believe Kenya is a tourism capital of Africa it's like and in fact I'm hoping that next year I'll actually get to travel do a road trip to Cape Town like oh what for for the World Cup oh that should be lovely we will definitely get to know more about that later and the whole show continues and it shares <clears throat> but somebody later on somebody from BBC calls said hey dude what do you want to do? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all faith. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have juice. I just have Sylvester. <laughs> Inside Sylvester. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Inside Sylvester. Yeah. So like, okay, we'd like to send a journalist to talk to you about it. So they sent Noel Mwakugu, mm. the BBC Africa journalist. And he came, we did an interview. In fact, we were at the Kweli office mm. then in law, in Lavinguari. Lavinguari. In Lavinguari. We did an interview with him. He got played on radio, I think, the following morning. Uh, I have that audio file somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so it got played on BBC Africa the following morning, I think like twice during their breakfast show. Mm. And Paul Bachibinga was the one who was hosting the breakfast show that, that morning. Uh, so God played and we're like, oh, cool. <laughs> yes, we're on radio, but we have no money. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, so, so, anyway, 
Faith Rohoju will do this. So came the morning for leave. Oh, hey, there were many. There's a lot of preparation that was needed. Yeah. Uh, so we're lucky. We favor Subaru Kenya service the car for free. Mm-hmm. Bonk gave us a blank check to us go into our shop in Westland. It used to be at Bishan Plaza in Westlands then. Pick anything you want. We 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 got teas. There's a cousin of mine <coughs> who gave me like 13 G's or something. Mm. Just like that. He's called Joseph Nanga. He just told me. Ukivika Zambia, Nuna Motura or something of this. <laughs> I was like, man, then it, then uh, later on I got a random call from CNN. They're like, yeah, we've had you. you, you what are you trying to do? Oh, okay, okay, fine. We'll have uh, a crew waiting for you in Cape Town when you get there. What? I was like, wow. Citizen sport. I've come and done an interview. Insert video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, CNBC Africa. Insert video. <laughs> exciting time for Africa as the 2010 FIFA World Cup kicks off in South Africa. Though miles away, Kenyans are not being left behind. They're in full gear to enter the land of the Vuvuzela by road and by air. Terry Anchebet, our reporter in Nairobi, caught up with the fanatics of the game. It's been months of intense preparations for this group of young Kenyans who are leaving Nairobi for South Africa by road. It will be a six-day road trip traversing five countries, for Tanzania, Zambia, Botswana and finally into the Rainbow Nation, a journey that's well over 4,000 kilometers. What you need is that common purpose of actually wanting to go and enjoy not just the beautiful game of football, but also the beautiful continent of Africa. Because you have people coming from Europe, coming from Asia, coming from the Americas, to come not just to experience the World Cup, but also to experience Africa. So what we decided is that uh, we put our resources together and then uh, see how much it's going to cost to actually get to SA and actually make sure the car is ready and drive down to SA. Finally, the World Cup is here. Some say Africa has waited a lifetime for this event that in many ways is a test for Africa. Yeah. Uh, so, like, as much as we did not have money, mm-hmm. there are all these cues from God of go, you'll make it. Go, you'll make it. You'll make it. You'll make it. So even as we left, we left Nairobi like we didn't even have, we didn't even know how much money we had among the four of us, but we just left. We're like, we've been praying about this thing and it will be so sad for us to now just not put our toes in the mm. water. You, you ended up leaving four? Yeah, so it was now Kathy Gates, uh-huh. myself, Naomi and GB. Oh yes, mm. Naomi and Ram, 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 Ram. So, yeah, so we, we left. I think I'd slept one and a half hours that night, the night before. Because I remember there was a worship night at Mavuno mm-hmm. that Friday. Yes. When we met, we were like, hey man, we were scratching our heads <laughs> in the car park at Bellevue. We are like, guys, what are we doing? <laughs> what is wrong with us? <laughs> Does anybody have money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> So we're like, anyway, let's just go. Let's just go. 
the bad what if bad what if let's just go let's just I was, I was just like let's we just have to go we can't just sit back because we are unsure we don't have when we choose will come from yeah. we can't go so we we left and was also happy when we were leaving but deep down i think there was a lot of adrenaline adrenaline was what pushed us <laughs> to leave nairobi no, we weren't thinking it all yeah yeah so we just we just left this podcast is part of the edify podcast network Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. In the car park, I believe you. Well, I guess what are we doing? <laughs> What is wrong with us? <laughs> Does anybody have money? <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, anyway, let's just go. Let's just go. <laughs> but what if, but what if? Let's just go. Let's just, I was, I was just like, let's, we just have to go. We can't just sit back because we're unsure. We don't have, when we choose to come from, we can't go. So we, we left. On the morning of Saturday, June 26th, we met at Uchumi Hyper on Langata Road. Not even parked yet. Really? Our friends from kwelimedia.com were at hand to see us off. You guys, that football is memorable. It's been sent all the way from America. By who? By all those kids you've seen, written, they've written their names on the ball. They've signed their names. They, they don't play football. No, I mean American football, soccer. What about soccer? Story angu ni simple. We are out to have fun, watch some mad soccer, see some good country, and bring glory to God. Bus. Feels like yeah, God has asked me to take a big leap of faith, and that He shall just come through and that's exactly what I'm expecting to see. Miracles happening every day for the next 24 days we're on the roads until we go and come back to say wah he is Jehovah Jireh God my provider. Amen, amen, amen. My faith has been stretched to the limit and uh, I'm just waiting for God to show up <laughs> and I know he's going to show up so like Kathy said, we are just taking a leap of faith. Yeah. And uh, we know God is in control. This Jehovah Jireh. It's journey halfway across Africa into faith. That is, that's what this is. It's uh, we're we're driving into the unknown. Yeah? But the beauty about the unknown is that uh, God is known. Yeah, that's the one thing we have. That's the one guarantee that we have. We, as sure as we know the sun is gonna set today, we know God is gonna come through for us each and every day. Okay, this is it. You guys are in the car together. I know. That's FYI. You hug others. other people here, I'm going with. We have to start. Oh yeah, wake up, wake up, hazard one. See ya! See you, thank you, thank you! <laughs>
<laughs> At about 9 a.m., the 13,000 kilometer journey finally started. <laughs> yeah, good practice, good practice, yeah, by the way. And was also happy when we were leaving, but deep down, I think there was a lot of adrenaline. Adrenaline was what pushed us <laughs> to leave Nairobi. No, we weren't thinking it all, man. Yeah. Yeah. So we just, we just left and went. We don't have the, the tombs. Headed, headed which side? Towards Tanzania? Towards DZ, no. We just pointed the car south and, and went. Let's go. And just went. We just kept driving and driving. When it comes to night, we stop. We, we sleep. And I, I, here's the thing. This was before Google Maps. Yeah. <laughs> giving yeah. turn by turn directions. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was a, Google Maps was a very rudimentary web thing. Mm. Mm. So we used a combination of Google Maps. We had Garmin. Garmin at least was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus a couple of websites that had travel blogs from across Africa telling us where to go, where to stop, where you can get good food, campsites, uh, conditions of roads and the like. So it was not like nowadays where a lot of information, what? you just type in Google Maps and it tells you this is how to get there. Yeah. It was very, we're discovering roads for ourselves. Past, none of us had been past Moshi. In fact, I'd been to Moshi because of climbing Kili, mm-hmm. like four or so years previously for, for more than four years so after moshi it was all new territory to all of us we'd never been but he's, we said we're going into the unknown but the only thing we know is god is with us hey love it we're like let's just go Uh, we still have about uh, 300 kilometers to go to our final destination, which is Korogwe. Uh, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Ah. When you say they're not going like that, it means that we're near Arusha. Yeah. That is the, it's, it's called Arusha. So, Kirushwa, na barabara, na Arusha. Arusha. I think the, the huge step of faith that takes us halfway across the continent has started. And it has started well. Uh, it was a bit sad that Richie couldn't come with us. Uh, it was, the faith stretching was a bit too much. Uh, but I'm still thankful. He gave us music. Uh, so, he's like our DJ in-house DJ who's not in the house uh, so it's it's nice we miss him a lot we uh, look forward to just being being with him again it was like parting of the Red Sea you know when as Akina Moses were crossing mm. they didn't none of them yeah. had been across to yep. the other shore of the sea mm-hmm. but they're like you know what the sea has been parted let's go and for us guys we had a full tank of gas let's the go. car was working <laughs> a full tank of gas and a full tank of faith <laughs> I like that. <laughs> we're like, let's just go. And so we went. And we just drove. And drove. And drove. And drove. Nine days later, Cape Town. Yeah, you're about to say insert photos. Insert <laughs> video. <laughs> yeah.
I love the camera anywhere, by the way. I love the camera. I love to be on TV. Make sure. I love what they are watching. I just want to be the king now. TV. What does that say? King now. It's mean it's a surprise. Surprise. It's a huge surprise. Like Ayoba, it means you enter it now. You are on the field. Ayoba Kipta. Ayoba Kipta. Ayoba. Kipta. Ayoba. 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 Brazil, Brazil. Second half. We are finally in South Africa. Can you hear me? <laughs> we are in SA, a day ahead of schedule. Despite living in Nairobi, six hours behind schedule. Maybe seven. Seven hours behind schedule. Yeah, God has been so good. Border uh, control was quite interesting. We had we had a dog, a trained dog, sniff all our stuff. Uh, it's good. It's not trained to sniff dirty stuff. Otherwise, it should have been barking a lot. <laughs> It's been good, really good week. We were in Zambia yesterday. Yesterday we were in Zambia. Woke up in Zambia yesterday. We had breakfast in Zambia. Livingstone, Zambia. And this morning we are having breakfast in Ziras. Thank God of what. Man, less than 24 hours later, we've, we've got how many cases? We've got over 1,000 cases. Non-stop. Yeah, drive to Rustenburg, that's where we're going to spend the day and the night as we wait to watch Ghana play, Uruguay and Brazil play Netherlands. Yes, so, Tenako, we are here. Uh, yeah, we're not at Whippy. We're gonna get behind the national breakfast. <laughs> The South African national breakfast has eggs, sausages, bacon, toast, a tomato, a flag, coffee, or something. In Kenya, we have China bread. Chai na bread. <laughs> a quick 100 kilometer dash, and we were in Rustenburg. And for the first time, pitching tent in the daylight. Finally made our way to our fan park to watch our first game. Jibi relax. Hmm? Relax. Relax. What do you mean? Relax. It's only a game. It's not just a game. Hmm? What is it? It's African World Cup. Africa versus the world. Then Ghana scored. Then came the penalty at stoppage time and the celebration started.
premature celebrations. Dumela, that's a law. In Swana, you should respond. Tekai got at uh, our campsite at around um, 3, 3.30, 2.30, 3.30 there. And uh, yeah, we got into the showers. It was one of the hottest showers. Yummy hot showers which have warmed up our bones. It has uh, overrated the other one. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been lovely. Uh, sadly, Ghana lost uh, last night. I was like, yeah, that one. It was very deflating. After any fighting it out and slogging, those Uruguay guys uh... Uh, got to meet some South Africans, uh, some guests who had actually been having a camp here during the World Cup. Had like 500 guests. Uh, girls saying how much, how he was able to even create employment for like 15 more South Africans just because of having so many guests. So you all Christians? Yeah. yeah. Born again. Yes, yes, born again Christians. Let me give you my favorite verse in the Bible. Isaiah 54 verse 10. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfallen love for you will never, will not be shaken, nor my confidence of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. Amen. Irrespective yeah. of my sinful life, yeah. Irrespective yeah. of whatever, I take this verse. Yeah. It's my verse. I love it. Yeah. I take it as my shield. Mm. It it shields all uh, dangers away, uh, enemies' weapons to attack me. It it carries me. It motivates me. It shapes me. It makes me a better person every day. Mm. I've been drinking beer. I've been having multiple relationships. I've been lying. I've been doing this rather than to just go out and say, God, here I am, mm. and take control. Mm. And then when God takes control, He will forgive you and forget, and you move on with your life. Yeah. I think that the biggest problem doesn't lie with our God and His forgiving system. It lies with us. Mm. Yeah. You understand? You yeah. carry that guilty conscience. Exactly. Yeah. Do a lot of work. We're coming yeah. down there to, uh, yeah. to the neighboring countries. Yeah. Uh, Send my greeting to to the comrade Kibaki there, okay? Send my greetings to the comrade. Son of the soil, eh? That was son of the soil. The pure one, the pure son of the soil. Not imitation. People passing through. Not imitation. Footage. Oh, these guys are tourists. You still want to prove something? Yeah. You know what's the Because we need to be kept on the Sunday. What is the quicker route to prove on It's R8. Yeah, R8. Straight R8. R8 is straight. You pick it up here on Derby. When you get out of Rustenburg, you mm. see it says Derby. There's mm. the R8. It takes straight to Buford. Welcome to Villetta Kafali, Virginia. You don't tell. To the NY. R8. Safe journey. Hope everything goes well for you guys. Hope to see you again, man. Oh, yes. Soon. We'll meet. We'll meet. We'll meet. We take it as a challenge. Don't be comfortable sitting in one country. Africa is big. Africa is big. We say Africa unite. We need to also travel to the. 2014, let's meet in Rio de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro.
mama for walking in here. Ah, 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 that's like the worst dick trip. Those guys thought that it's okay. Mm. To at this rate, Jamal will never get another one. I am Penzi Pendwa, mimi wako Jomba G ama katika jina la utani GB uh, katika lugha ya kimombo naweza sema aka GB uh, na tuko hapa katika barabara moja na hata magari yamesimamishwa kwa sababu njia tengenezwa kwa hivyo lazima tuache wale wako upande ule wapite kwanza ndivyo tuweze kuendelea Ah ni siku njema ambayo bwana ameifanya tumeanza safari yetu tuelekea kule Cape Town ambapo ndiyo kilele cha hii safari yetu katika sehemu ya kwanza This was it our final push to Cape Town We driven halfway across Africa with nothing but faith and a spirit of adventure We closed our ears to the naysayers who said we wouldn't make it and listened to God who said we would. People talk about wars in Africa, but all we'd met were friendly cops and friendlier pump attendants. We'd made friends from Africa and beyond. We'd made our tummies happy with the finest from African kitchens and missed home in the process. taken in the sights and now had our eyes set on our final destination tired and sleepy with windows wide open and constant washing of our faces to stay awake we finally made it to get down so not a single issue with the car not a flat not an oil leak nothing basically the very same way i drive the car from home to office it's the same way same way there was a check engine light which kept coming on but we opened the bonnet the engine was still there we continued <laughs> <laughs> just checking it's still there yeah, yeah. just was there. there so nine days later we we got to cape town and in cape town so when we got to cape town we done over like 6500 kms and uh so the candidate service mm. so we went to the uh, subaru they, they don't have garage jokali garage yes, yes, yes. everything is legit like in a went to the subaru subaru kendridge in cape town and we met a guy called joseph ables he was our mechanic so he was like first of all looking at the registration of the vehicle this is not a car from SA yes. or from Zimbabwe or from Mozambique or from Botswana where are you guys from yeah. we're from Kenya and then we'd put a sticker on the bonnet of the car showing the, the map, map of yes. the route that we're going to be using and guys were signing on it so it was the first guy to sign it was actually a guy in my music class he said he 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 signed you belong to the skies it was the first autograph we had on that car and then it's our guys hambanawe it was like in in shona in zulu in mm-hmm. all sorts of languages guys had just been signing signing the car you have a photo of that yes insert photos <laughs> yeah <laughs> so joseph was like he just like all these messages he said he was like these guys must be believers 
So he just said, he was just so kind to us. He said, this is, I've checked your car, this is what it needs. We've done an oil change, but there's also the rear left bearings that are worn out. We've replaced that. I think the total service came to like 16,000 bob. Whoa. Yeah. So he, yeah, it was about 16 Gs. So he... That's a little for that yeah. kind of trip that you've yeah. done. Yeah. Only imagine. He looked, he looked at the wheels and they were like, no problem, they're good. The tires were good. The only thing was not, in fact, the thing why it cost more is because of the bearings that had to be replaced. Oh. It was 16 or 20 Gs. Okay. But it was, it was, it was a little money. Then uh, he was like, man, you guys are so cool. I need you guys to meet my family. So before we left Cape Town, we actually went and met his family. And he drove from I don't know how many kilometers away. Because the time that we were available, he'd gone for a family or something out of town. Like past Thika, past fast. Mm. He said, I'm on my way. Give me one hour. I'm coming. So as guys just stopped somewhere at a parking lot in a mall. Chal, he came, we met his family. Amazing guy. Amazing, amazing guy. Met his family. <laughs> yeah. I wish he here in that photo. Inside video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. And then that was, and then now we started the journey back. So that day we drove from Cape Town to Joburg. What? Imagine. Dude, I, I went to It's 1,200 km or something. Which sort. is in the middle of those two. But you, that is so far. Even by a plane, it's like, it's like two hours by plane. Yeah. So By plane. By plane, it's two hours. So we left Cape Town at 5 p.m. We got to Joburg at noon the following day. <laughs> Imagine you skumad that Car. Subaru engine for all those hours. What? As guess, you know you can switch drivers, but you can't switch engine. Yeah. We just kept. Then you go to one gas station, somewhere in the middle of nowhere. We ask them, do you take a card? Yes, we do. We give them the, the card refuses to run. And it's better like it's a visa card. There's money in the account. It's refused. No, now we have to look for cash. We need to look for rand. Because there was no ATM nearby yes. to go with. We planned to go with drawing job. Yeah. But... Excuse me. Yeah, we still go, we, we go to Joburg. Yeah, we go to Joburg. We were tired. Because each of us had driven to our limit. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because now, in fact, it was three drivers. Because Kathy G didn't have an international driver's license. Uh, so it was GB, Naomi, and myself driving. So we drive. So as you're driving, you're driving solo. Everyone else is asleep. Yes. You get to a point where you can't drive anymore. Next person check in. Yeah. yeah. So at a town or somewhere, somebody else checks in. You go like that, like that, like that, like that, like that. Finally got to Joburg. At Joburg, we were hosted by by Alan's sister-in-law. And Teneng. Yes. So we were hosted. We got to actually sleep in our house. You must have blacked out. Blacked out. But then again, not for yeah. long. Yes. Yeah. It was the night of the finals. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we just showered. But that's why you're stepping on it. Slept a you're bit. Going, you're yeah. catching the final. Yeah. Good for the finals. Because it caught the semis in Cape Town. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, the first game we got was in Rustenburg. 
which was the Ghana Ghana Uruguay game. <laughs> what a welcome to South Africa. <laughs> then now we got the semis in Cape Town and then now the finals in Joburg. And we were actually going to fan parks because mm. we didn't have mula for yeah, those tickets. <laughs> tickets were, in the final, you know. <laughs> the cost of our trip was <laughs> So, so we got, caught the finals at a fan park in 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 Joburg, and then the following day we got to Soccer City, where the finals were, the FNB Stadium, mm. currently called the FNB Stadium. Yeah. And and for me. I think getting to even just within the compound of the stadium, we didn't get inside, yeah. but we're like, this is the stadium, this is where the World Cup was, and this is us here. And we've driven from from Nairobi to come here. Like he's God. He's God. So now from there we hit the road. We now started the journey back to to Nairobi. Did you sleep after the finals? Yeah, final uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, Spain, yeah. Spain won. Went home. We again now continued the the sleeping. Yeah. Uh, woke up the, the, in the morning. Now went to the stadium. We saw like ah, this is it. Yeah. yeah. Can you feel it? Finally in Soccer City. Thanks to God, man. Thanks to God. Thanks to God. Ah. Wow, it's 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 been a long journey. It's we left Nairobi on the 26th. Today is the 13th. It's amazing. Uh, just to be here the day after World Cup is over. It was good to be here in SA for all the activities and stuff. So it's been a blessing. Something I looked forward to for a while. Um, to be in SA and to be here for the World Cup. So um, for me, I feel blessed uh, for the opportunity just to be here, to be a part of this uh, world event. <laughs> the World Cup. We are planting our flag. We shall be there for the next one. Nini Arambestas na Gormaya na AFC. Mujipange, you've got four years, man. To make us proud, look at how Yanni, we've come to represent you guys because you couldn't come. Because you didn't qualify. <laughs> you need to style up. Uh, up your game. So we can this be, flag we can be running this flag in Rio in four years. Yeah. So yeah, now we start the journey back to Nairobi today. Today, 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 today. What? Then now started the journey back. GPS as usual to punish us. <laughs> Give us some other back routes instead of instead of keeping us on the N1 uh, yes, or the yes. N4. Yeah. Took us to another some other back routes, which I guess. Then, you saw you saw AC. <laughs> we saw yeah we saw the outside of AC. Uh, then uh, Zirast, Lobatse into bots. So by the time we're getting to bots, Nochums was running out. <laughs> and we're like four thousand kilometers from home. <laughs> <laughs> so Chums, Chums started now dwindling, dwindling. We're like, okay, so, 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 so. Mm. But we'll still make, we'll still make. We have faith. It was strong. <laughs> so we got to, I think, where Chums, the Chums that we had on us, like, ran out totally, was when we got to Malawi. The Chums ran out in Malawi. Okay, 
Hold, hold that right there. <laughs> Dude, how many kilometers is that from Nairobi? No, no, it's actually, no, in Zambia, in Lusaka. Lusaka? Lusaka, Zambia is when tombs run out. We're in Lusaka, Zambia with no Kenya shillings, yes, no money. We are, so, so what happened is that uh, I had, I had money, I had tunes that I'd saved up, uh-huh. what I'd managed to put together for the trip. Is what Naomi had been able to put up for the trip. Kathy and GB had a thousand bob only. <laughs> Between them. For the trip? Yes, they had 1,000 shillings. They're like, We've tried, we've done everything we could. This is what we have. And I told them, we're not leaving you guys behind. We're going. We've been in this since the beginning. We've been fasting and praying for six months for this trip. There is no way that because you have a thousand bob, you're being left behind. Wow. That was. If you come to me today, tell me, like, I have a G, I want to go to Mombasa. I'm like, <laughs> Dude, if you're not getting no. on this journey, <laughs> but, 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 but no, what, what that taught me is, you know, the story about the boy with five loaves, five loaves and two fish. Mm. And even the story of Moses, when you're told, what do you have in your hand? Yeah. It's the same thing. Whatever you give to God, he multiplies. Yeah. He adds life because he's a life giver. So we've gotten to Zambia. The tunes that I had has run out. The tunes Naomi had has run out. <laughs> We're like, eh. we still have a couple of thousands of kilometers to get home. How are we getting home? So Kathy, Kathy and GB had money for their for their company that was in an account that they could not access on their card. Mm. So like it's of no help to us. So we tried to call their bank relationship manager, connection, roaming, things are not working. We tried to And then I think they only had that guy's phone numbers you can't even like text or anything yeah. phone number for the office yes you couldn't text or anything or i don't know but we could not communicate yes. with the guy so what did we do we sent an email to info at equity bank and they're like we're fake they're gonna see that and we're gonna be good we had so we get to lusaka by the way zambia you remember the interview that we done on bbc yes we're at a gas station putting fuel and I guess he's the car. And I guess he's, are you from Kenya? Yeah. I said, yeah. Had you gone for the World Cup? I said, yes. I heard about you on the BBC. Well, like, who in this world, first of all, listens to BBC in the morning? You are in Lusaka. How many thousands of kilometers away that you actually heard about us? An interview we did several months ago. And you've seen us.
He had us on BBC. Yeah, yeah, that's on BBC. Where were you hearing it here in Zambia? Right here in Zambia. I was driving. I was on the road. Yeah. Early in the morning. I'm not sure what time it, it was. was. Morning, oh, but they used to repeat it. They used to repeat it. No, they used to yeah, repeat it, it a few been. times. Yeah, because every morning I listened to yeah. that BBC yeah. Network Africa. Yeah. yeah, I'm always listening to that. Wow, wow. that was the beginning of our that's planning. Of planning. That's right. In yeah. March. Uh -huh. So you just saw that kind of recognized. Yeah, I saw it. Initially, yeah. he was asking him, Are you here you for the international the rally? How much? Yeah. Since uh, Kenyans normally come for that. How much? Right. When he said no, then I said. I hear the guys I heard who were going down south that time. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's amazing. It's amazing yeah? How big was that? Because it's even like, say, I uh, present as somebody who was on the breakfast show. Exactly. Big breakfast mm -hmm. two weeks ago. Yeah, we don't like, know. Don't really. Like, yeah. But this is several months later. I guess I heard your story on the BBC. What? It's amazing. So you are just like what you guys are doing. We're like, what? It's yeah. not that amazing right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we are about to be on the last. <laughs> we're on our last quacha. <laughs> this gas is one of the last tanks of gas that we are doing. And I ran an email to info at, at Equity Bank was responded to not just on email or like can you please prove that you're the ones ni, 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 ni. They just transfer the tunes so we get to Lilongwe no way go to the ATM these tunes which bank responds to info at which bank actions stuff that is on info at equity bank what imagine so tools was transferred to the account we withdrew two million kwacha <laughs> <laughs> or something like that in the longo at the atm in such video In Malawi, we need some money. <laughs> money, money. We need some money. <laughs> and thank God my visa card is working. Thank you, Jesus. And then I've just discovered there's a street over there that says Kenyatta. Kenyatta. No, Kenyatta Drive. I was like, Allah, one may but Kenyatta wet. I'm a lovely welcome to Kenyatta. Wow. How much? How many quarter? Two hundred. Four one. Mice are part of the roadside delicacies you'll find in Malawi. One, one is two hundred quarter. Moja, two hundred quarter. Ah, you want to mama got twenty quarter? The whole thing is two hundred. Think it's each. Oh yeah. What about you? Ghana. Ghana. Yeah. And Spain. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So provision came. So now imagine if they refused to come. If we told them don't no, no, come. No, 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 yeah. It would have been no it wouldn't have even been appropriate for yeah. <laughs> a single man and a single lady who have gone on a road trip. 
but hey yeah it would uh you have no road trip what so long story short paka nairobi so so from then we had tunes we like breathed breathed ay 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 you know usually go to the atm and you're like crave, you're like cleaning that you have insufficient funds <laughs> and the fact that also with visa with atms uh, not all visas work not all visas work like i've been in tz looking for an atm I've, i've been at a visa atm trying to withdraw money and it refuses cuz yeah visa yes, is international yes, but it but doesn't there's always that no, i know i have 0.1% downtime that it has uh which happened to me actually in 2016 when I was doing a trip around Lake Victoria in Sylvester. I go to an ATM and he just tells me, no. And I have his, I have chums in the account. But anyway, so we go with draw chums, however million kocha we had. And then it's good, we also had some money. Like now we had two shillings, because now when, whenever entering the country, any country would convert the dollars we had to the local currency. We're like, how much would it, how much is fuel here, how many, how much fuel do we need how much do you have for meals like that and then like estimate and then a convert maybe like 200 or 300 to use in that country so like we had some tea shillings remaining uh malawi was that we hadn't been to malawi before so we did not have malawi money yeah. we had some rand on us which we now also changed because at least the rand is a strong currency yes, yeah. within south africa it's accepted and we had some Kenya shillings but I think Kenya shillings passed a certain yeah like we don't care for that or you get a very bad rate yeah. which is not means it's not worth it so yeah we got kwacha and we came back we we insane. got we got to back to Nairobi I think it was like no a, border problems we had several run-ins with cops cops are the same I think in Africa I think mm. they go to the same Kiganjo Africa <laughs> Training College or something of the sort. So the first running we had with the cops was in Tanzania on the way to on the way on the way down. And uh we met this cop who said he checked like the car indicators working, lights working, tires good tread. Like everything was working, even the wipers were working. <laughs> And then he says first aid box we have triangles we have fire extinguisher we have mm-hmm. and we had that like a serious not this simple fire extinguisher yeah. the one for tumor <laughs> then he says he asks was this extinguisher inspected I'm like what do you mean eh ilikaguliwa mlipoko mlipoko mlikiingia pale na manga he said no ah uh, hatia you need hatia that's a lazima sijui what finest geo shikwe korokoroni what what like this guy's just looking for chums mm. some of the stickers we put on the car was our names next to the Kenyan flag so there was the first name was J Christ then now all our names so as he's walking around the car and he says any easy nini said it's our names uh nani so the first name was J Christ mm. which is not Jesus Christ i said you ni Yesu Kristo then the driver number moja wa igari completely just left us <laughs> I was like <laughs> this guy is nothing you can get out of them 
Right, so, so, and then, 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 and we continued the journey. What? Then on the way back in Malawi, <laughs> we stopped at a roadblock and there was this cop. Again, the same thing, indicators, lights, tire tread, everything was good on the car. Then Kevin says, so do you have something small? And then he told him, we have something big. Let us pray. Father God, we'd like to thank you so much for this day. <laughs> we thank you for the police officer. We thank you for his family. We thank you for the work that they are doing, giving security. In Jesus' name, amen. Then he went and said, amen. And he said, okay, come on. I think Mabuno taught us to be radical, you know, <laughs> in, our, in our faith. Wow. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So now we we left. We made oh, it back. Yeah, we made it back. There's something else. I've actually never shared this story with many people. Something else that I did. Cause when we were going to SA, it was just just before that is when Mabuno had shared its Africa-wide expansion strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, church plant in every capital city of Africa and every great ghetto city of the world. So as an act of faith, I drove with my feet, I drove barefoot throughout the journey. And because of that promise that God gives the Israelites that whatever ground that your feet cover on, cover, is, will be yours. So for me, I said, this is my act of faith. That my church, my community of believers will come this way. And I think after that, there was Mabuno Malawi. Hey, Zambia. There was Zambia <laughs> yeah. also. So, and I'm here to see Botswana, I'm here to see SA, I'm here to see TZ, but I know they're coming. So, 26 days, after leaving Nairobi, got back to Nairobi. And we stopped at Olibia, I think it's now called, yeah, it's, it's Olibia or Ola, something. Olibia, Mombasa Road, Bellevue. Bellevue, yeah. Bellevue yeah, totally where we started the journey. Yeah. We, we left at Uchume Hyper, but now Bellevue is where we, because next to Mavuno, mm. we're like, finally we're back home. We hugged each other, guys went, there are different homes. No, me, I'm the car. I'm the car. There was no Uber. Yes, I, yeah. I just dropped guys. I <laughs> uh, dropped Kathy and GB in, in Mada. No, me was staying in LA. Mm-hmm. Then we were staying in uh, Greville, a group in Westy. Got home. But in fact, I got home like this. The security guard opened the thing. He usually used to get there and hoot, and then he opens. But this time I got there, he just opened it. He was like, Merudi. Because he knew that it was going exactly. there. And I told yeah. him, I'm leaving, we're driving to Cape Town, I'll be back. He was like, Merudi. He was like, eh, 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 he was so happy, he was called Wario. He was a very happy guy. Then he, then we, I just picked my, those things that I had, like camping chairs and all mm. that tent, I left in the car, just took out my clothes, opened my door, got in, and slumped on the couch. And then that is when it hit me what we'd actually done. <laughs> of like, 
left Nairobi, gone back to SA, and come back. Driving. 13,000 kilometers. For me, what that did to me, it hit, it, it became my parting of the Red Sea moment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The very same way the Israelites always refer to the God who brought them out of captivity in Egypt. Yep. It was like, if you've managed to do this for me, God, there is nothing you can never do for me. What? So that became my faith, my faith moment. Yeah. So nowadays I can't say that I won't do anything because I don't have the faith. I was like, if he was able <laughs> to go to SA and come back just driving, then there's nothing God can do for me. We had a budget of one million bob for the whole trip. When we came back and about a week later, we did all the accounts, meals, fuel, uh, taxes, because in some places we had to pay taxes, yes. like in Zambia, road tax yeah. and other taxes. We did the tabulation and we did everything combined, mm -hmm. including some expenses we'd actually had in Nairobi. Yes. The total came to 300,000 bob. What? Only. That is what we spent, combined. For four people, three hundred thousand bob. Twenty-six days on the road, thirteen thousand kilometers covered. Three hundred thousand bob. That's about three thousand, less than three thousand dollars. Only. So sometimes we get limited <laughs> by our budgets of saying this is how much it's gonna cost to do. But God is saying, like, really? You think so? Or almost like, you think I can't provide for you that? And sometimes you get stuck up in asking for, asking for ingredients instead of asking for what we actually want. Mm. I'm so happy we asked to get to Cape Town. We did not ask for fuel, we did not ask for food, we did not ask for accommodation. Exactly. We said, we want to get to Cape Town. However you're gonna do it, you do it. And so we'd, we'd have been limited by saying we don't have a million bob. I get it. This thing won't work. Because mm -hmm. the budget we had for a single person plus 50k is what got us to SA and back. <laughs> the budget we had mm. for a single person plus 50k. plus 50k is what took us to SA and back. Hey, this one has hit me hard. So now, <laughs> so now uh, did uh, did that, came back. Uh, I'm so glad to hear that story. So. Yeah. Got back to Kweli, we continued doing stuff at Kweli. Uh, we put out several editions after that. Then, ministry is hard, man. <laughs> ministry is hard. I, I, I won't lie to you. Even Jesus had a hard time. <laughs> I think that's what he did only like three years. <laughs> and then I had to die after that. <laughs> Ministry stuff, man. What? Dude. Yeah, so so even for Kweli now... Uh, you need to eat. Because Akina Oku, you put out the life savings, man. Yep. To start Kweli. And it just came a point like... It, just could, it couldn't sustain itself. Yeah. Because we did not have any money-making yeah. mon monetization plan yeah. for it. We thought adverts would cut it. We did get a couple of adverts, but it wasn't enough yeah. to cover to cover it. 
And so we stopped print, went fully digital, but even it came to a point whereby we couldn't sustain the digital because yeah. we need to go out cover events and all that. Mm. And so had to shut that down too. Yeah, had to had to shut down. But still it was still ahead of its time. It was, it was ahead. It was even now if you had to do quelly the way you did it then, it's mm. still gonna be ahead. Mm. Because I'm I'm it was covering every event and then putting it into the magazine. Then and we even had editions out immediately after the event. Yes. So, like for example, I know because I was part of the Tuvuke Peace Tour, Jeez. and there was, there was there was a version done. Insert photos. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With me as well in one. <laughs> yeah. So that's. In fact, it was good for me to see that resurrection. But let me not fast forward, but. Okay, actually, let me first find out what happened to you after Kweli. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app.